Thank you for joining us today at Revolution 22. We are a church in downtown Boise, Idaho. As we learn from God's word in the book of John, we pray that his word would be received and would bear fruit in your life. The sermon this morning is from uh, John 8, 31 through 38. It says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill, kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. Welcome. It's good to see all of you here. Uh, if you don't know who I am, I am Terrell. Uh, I've also been called T. Uh, some of the kids call me T-Dog. And then also you might say I have no clue who you are because I have like 45 different nicknames. Half of them don't make any sense. So you may have heard of me in some way or another, but that's awesome. I love having all those nicknames and the fun for that. I don't know if you guys remember back in June, Mr. Derek Hebert talked about two messages around what we just read. So he was in John 8. And I know we're not in John 8 last week and next week, but we're coming back to this. So I'm kind of the gap man bringing that back in here. So I want to tell you, reading through this and studying, it really challenged and encouraged me. And I hope it does the same for you guys as well this morning. So I want to just, I want to bring this visual. So if you guys can close your eyes if you want to, or at least just focus in. But we know what Jesus did. We see the cross and we knew that he took on our sin, completely wiped them clean and made us new. He destroyed any power of what sin had. And when he went to that cross, he did it once and for all, took all of the power from Satan. So imagine in a field or in your living room or wherever you want to be at, you're standing before knowing Christ with chains around your neck, around your feet, and sin is holding you down. And just imagine that for a second. And then imagine our Savior and our King Jesus walking in uh, you could think of a blowtorch, maybe. I like to think of it as a superpower because he's our superhero. But he comes in and just like, he bashes the chain away. And all these little pieces of chain go everywhere. So in my mind, I'm thinking of this filled with tiny pieces of chain everywhere. So of course, in that next moment, I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to sit in the, the comfort that it's completely gone. We go home, we throw a celebration, a barbecue. And let's see, the next day, we all walk back there. You walk up to see me picking up these little pieces of chain. And you maybe say, oh, are you taking that as like a keepsake? Now, what would you say if I said, no, I'm actually trying to put the chain back together to put it back around my neck and back around my feet? Probably going to call me a fool, right? I would hope you do, actually. And that's when I say I want to act as if I'm a slave, even though I'm not a slave, because I'm free in him, but I want to act as a slave. You would think I'm crazy. 
And so I think that this is what it's getting to is where Jesus is talking about, you can either be a slave and not be a part of me, or you can be free and be in me. And so that's what we're going to dig into today as we look at this. Jumping back a little bit, 12 through 30, Jesus informs the Pharisees, I'm the light of life. They challenge and question him. And coming back to, to 30, moving into 31, he says, as he was saying these things, many believed him. Okay? So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So right there, we can think, okay, they're saved, right? These people know him because it says right there, wait, they believed in him. Well, not exactly. Right here, we need to focus in on one huge little word. Correct, huge little, I know. Lance raised his eyebrow, that's weird. Huge little word, if. He's saying, if you abide in me, if you conform to me, if you comply with me, if you're truly set in me, if you abide, you will truly be my disciples. And we see this theme with Jesus where he talks about it now and then also in John 15 where he says, abide in me and you'll bear much fruit. Abide in my commandments, you'll, bear, you'll abide in my Father's love. So abide in me and become my disciple. I love from a sermon years ago, John Piper said this, where he was trying to pick apart this word abide. He says, it means remain in his word. Don't leave it. This doesn't mean you can't lay down your Bible and go to work. No. Abiding in the word of Jesus means remaining in that force field of that word. It means not leaving it, not ceasing to be persuaded by its truth, and never elevating one other truth above it. So we're called to abide and to be set free in his truth. And that's only through him. And we see as Jesus talks to these leaders and they mock him, kind of question him. Going into verse 33, they said, or it says, they answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it, say, how is it that you say you will be free? So right there we see they're kind of oblivious to the fact that Jesus has offered to come in and say, I will take your chains and blast them away. Be done with them. And as they act in this way, Jesus responds and Jesus answers them, truly, truly, or listen up, listen up. I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The sin does not, or the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son, Jesus, sets you free, you will be free indeed. So right there, he grabs the attention as non-believers enslaved to sin. Not only truly, truly, listen up, but then he says, I tell you. Seems pretty important when somebody says that, right? And he's saying, when you practice sin, you're a slave to sin. Not saying if you sin, because that's inevitable. Everybody's going to sin. But it's where you're practicing, you're pursuing, and you're putting that one thing above God. And as they debate Jesus, they kind of give this whole, the whole card like, well, do you know where we come from? And Jesus right there says, great, but do you know who I am? Jesus isn't saying if you sin in general. So I want to make that clear. It's just where you're resting in that comfort of sin, where you're choosing sin over him. Early in the chapter, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the sense of being enslaved to people, we're still walking with our chains, and we're continuing to do that. But we don't need to anymore. We don't need to do that. We don't need to keep picking them up, putting them on. We need to act as if we're free. And here we also see that Jesus offers complete freedom. 
And it's not the freedom we have as like being blessed people and having freedom with our families and our careers and our lifestyle and all that kind of stuff, but this is the greatest and most expanded way of being free, only from Jesus. So to pause for a moment, I kind of want to give you guys a story, but first I want to see firsthand being free. I didn't grow up in the church. Uh, I didn't know Jesus until I was 18. And so I can kind of remember those freeing moments when I finally started to know him and I could feel the freeness that he brings. I could feel all of that. And so I know that if I raise my hand, do you remember feeling free once you knew him? Everybody would probably raise their hand. A couple people, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but anyway, so this story I want to tell you guys, last November, Bren, right before Thanksgiving, said, while you go home during this holiday season, you're going to find somebody or be around somebody that doesn't know Jesus. And whoever that voice or whoever that name is that God just put on, put on your heart, you need to follow that. And of course, right when he said that, to share the hope of that, God told me, Mom. So I did that, and I followed him in that. So I went home. I was so nervous. I was making every excuse not to talk to her about this. And finally, I could truly feel God pushing me like, you are ridiculous. Get up and do it. So I did. And at the end of it, it was amazing. I kept saying, Mom, I'm sorry. I don't want to pressure you. I don't want to feel like I'm lecturing you. And she finally said, stop saying sorry. Thank you for sharing such a hope with me. So that's already comforting. Then we talked, we prayed, we cried, did all those things together, and then she asked me to do a study with her. And so as that is one of my favorite stories right there, this is where it gets great. We started a study in James, and we were only about a week and a half in, and she called me to pray with her about her work and some stuff going on, which was amazing. But then at the end, I decided to just, I wanted to see how she was doing. So I said, how do you feel in this study, and have you felt God in this time? I will never forget what she said. She said, for the first time in my life, other than having you and your brother, I feel like I have purpose and value. Those words will never leave me. And in that time, I was able to feel her feeling of being free. And how powerful is that? And it just reminded me the freedom he paid the ultimate price for is at hand. And it's beyond what we could wish or ask of. So anyway, as we continue, Jesus continues to talk about this importance of son or daughter and wipe away the slave. He goes on to say, the slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son, as in Jesus, sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So here he's saying the slave will not remain in the house over a son because the son is part of that family, right? We are part of God's family. Not being enslaved, we can rest in the freedom of being his son and daughter. Connecting in Galatians 4, 4 through 7, we can read in comfort that, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our heart, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a son, and is a son, then a heir through God. So right there, we're free from our own sinfulness, we're free from slavery, and we're adopted into his own. Without sin and the law between him and us, we can finally be free. And just how he says, we cry out, Abba, Father, we're like little innocent children 
looking to our trusted Father and only Him, not putting other things above to replace Him. And as we're reminded we are free, we need to continue to do that and stop digging through the dirt and stop looking around for these chain links that we're going to click back together and give up on searching for that. As we continue, we see the weight in these verses, 37 and 38. kind of gets fun right here. Jesus responds to this earlier when he was talking to the Jewish leaders by saying, I know that you're of the offspring of Abraham, yet you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. I speak of what I have seen from my father, and you do what you heard from your father. It becomes quite the conversation, right? Pretty light. Jesus noting that they did come from Abraham, but he's saying that really has no value. Follow me. Quit looking at your inheritance. It's me. It's about me. You seek to kill me because my words find no place in you. Again, wow, isn't that true, though? Do we do this? I know that I do. I think that I take parts of his word over here that I'm super comfortable with and I want to just rest in and I love. But then over here, it's like, eh, that doesn't really fit my agenda. This doesn't fit how I want to do right now. And again, we're asking that question, am I walking around looking to put the chain links back together and acting as if I'm enslaved? Or am I, am I acting as a son of Christ? And if Jesus didn't hit home with this already, he does as we finish in this verse 38. I speak of what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have heard from your father. I don't know if you remember when Derek spoke over 31, what he's saying is that he speaks of his father, God, and we speak of our father, the devil. It's pretty comforting, right? Love to hear that. Could you imagine hearing, sitting there, hearing Jesus say, I have heard and seen, but firsthand I have seen of what the Father wants of me, of what the Father is saying, what he wants me to do, and then what you do is you just heard from your father, the devil. Quite a way to wrap up a study, right? There's a lot of things that we need to focus on in this, that our chain links are broken, they're done for, they're completed, and we need to stop digging those up. We need to stop looking to the enticing things of this world because this world is led by, right here, the devil. Our Father calls us to do so much more to live free in these factors that we are free, we are sons and daughters. And if there's people that aren't today, I hope that this really affects the way that you can view yourself, the way that Jesus views you, because he took everything and he wants us to be free and in him and his sons and daughters. So what have we learned and what can we apply? Jesus is sharing with these leaders to not do what they're wanting to do, to abide in him. And that's if you abide in me, you will be free. If you abide in me, you will be my son, my daughter. You will know the truth. I am the truth is what he's saying. We are to abide in him and we will find complete freedom, not the freedom that we think we know that we rest in on the daily, but this is the freedom of only Christ. And when we don't, we go with the world, we act as slaves, and we continue down this path where this is not what he wants from us. As we abide in him, he gives us the ultimate solution to be aligned and refocused on him, our savior and our king. And to rest in this week, I love to connect with Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So you, 
me, we, the church, I hope we live as sons and daughters to the Almighty King, completely doing away with the ways of chasing after the links, chasing after the things that are not of him, and putting other things above what we should. Jesus invites us to live in freely, to come in to him and fully with him. I pray we, as his church, can encourage and lift one another up because right now, like John kind of shared this morning, this world, it's wild. There's many things. There's many unknowns. But the one thing that we do know and that we can rest in is the amazing and the greatness of what God brings in his hope through Jesus, that we have that. He has it open-handed right there for us, and he calls us to live and abide in him. And if we do so, we are free and we will experience those things. So that's my prayer for you guys this week. I hope that as we go out, we can continue to rest in his amazingness, rest in his comfort, and rest as sons and daughters. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. Please visit revolution22.org to find out more information about our church. We remind you to continue to value community. We pray that God's word has drawn you closer to him and that you may continue to love God.